In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome, Ohana, to the Disney Guys Uncensored. This is episode 91, recorded on December 14th, 2020. We're your hosts, Drew, Bob, Jordana, and Tim. On tonight's episode, we recap the recent Disney Plus and multimedia announcements, where 80-plus individual movies, shows, and more were talked about. So come, journey with us as we travel to a faraway galaxy, explore the natural world, marvel in the world of superheroes, See what it did there, Tim? And revisit fan favorites and journey through the magic of animation. And let's head over to BuzzTube. If you mind, that must have been quite an adventure. Be careful, that's not a snowball, that's BB-8! We are still doing the YouTube contest. Uh, we got two weeks left for you guys to enter. And uh, we see those subscriber numbers going up and up and up. But we are not seeing those emails, tweets, or Facebook messages telling us that it was you who subscribed. So just make sure that you let us know you subscribe so you can get in for that sweet, sweet $25 gift card. Yeah, definitely. And uh, make sure, yeah, definitely email us. You don't have to take a screenshot. I think we'll take your word for it at this point. We'll see your username. <laughs> but um, I also want to mention congratulations to Greg Cook, who um, was able to name all 11 films and identified all 13 clips that we had. I We had a uh, Christmas movie, Scrambler, and um, or Scramble, I guess. Um, but... I'd like to kind of give away the answers right here. We had the Santa Claus. We had it on there twice. We had Jingle All the Way on there twice. Iron Man 3, It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooge, Christmas Vacation, Elf, Love Actually, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Muppets Christmas Carol, and Home Alone 2. And I want to thank everybody who you know, submitted their answers, but congratulations, Greg. Um, I'm going to be hitting you up in the next couple of weeks to send you your prize. Um, with that, I'm going to head on over to the Disney news desk. Life has so much to offer. We only have a short time on this planet out on the joys of life. Remember to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, not much going on in the world of Disney news this week other than our main topic when we talk about that lovely investor call we uh, mentioned earlier. 
But Disney did confirm this week that there will be no in-park celebrations for New Year's Eve. However, Disney Resort hotels will offer fun and festive activities and pre-recorded fireworks and other holiday offerings will be available to stream on in-room televisions to help guests ring in the new year. Drew, for an additional fee, Ah. guests can purchase a New Year's Eve party basket designed for the occasion. No word on what is included in that, I assure (laughs) you. It's probably not alcohol. Uh, in addition to the in-room celebrations, the following bars will be open until 1 a.m. on the first day of the year at Walt Disney World. Uh, it is the Abracadabra Bar over at the Boardwalk, the Ale and Compass Lounge at the Yacht Club, uh, the Beaches Pool Bar and Grill at the Grand Floridian, the Courtyard Pool Bar at the Grand Floridian, the Dahlia Lounge at Coronado Springs, the Enchanted Rose at Grand Floridian, uh, Gurgling Suitcase Libations and Spirits over at the Old Key West, Martha's Vineyard over at the Beach Club. The Outer Rim at Disney's Contemporary. The Sauna Lounge over at Animal Kingdom Villas. Tambu Lounge over at Polynesian. Tim's Haunt. Uh, the Turf Club Lounge over at the Saratoga Springs Resort. And the Wave Lounge over at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Also, in a report from the Orlando Business Journal... They have named new tenants for the upcoming town center over at Flamingo Crossings, Disney's value retail and lodging development just outside the western edge of property. Joining Walgreens and Target will be PDQ, Five Guys, Ben and Jerry's, Dunkin' Donuts, Wendy's, Five Below, Domino's, Ellie Lou's, Brews and Barbecue, Firehouse Subs, Persimmon Hollow Brewing Company, Pyology Pizzeria, Gayu Kaiku, Japanese Barbecue, and a UPS store. And located just off of State Road 429 and near to the Western Way entrance at Walt Disney World, they rebooted this 10-year-old project last year. Five additional value hotels will be ultimately built, including more Marriott and Hilton properties for your staying pleasure. Drew, that is everything in the news this week. Let's head over to the topic of the week. You'd best be ready. They'll never see it coming. So what's our plan? Is this really happening? You ready for this? Mr. Benedict. I'm Mr. Benedict. Quite an impressive display. So like we've mentioned a couple times already tonight, we are going to take um, a look at that investor call, guys. I, I think mm. the best way to talk about this investor call, or, or, or two words that sum up the investor call for me at the beginning of this is, holy shit. Because yeah. it's just, it's <laughs> content it's on content on content. And it's funny, Bob, because you asked me the day of, oh, hey, Drew, you're going to watch the Investors Conference again. And what was my answer? Ah, I watched the whole four hours last time, and it was just boring. And, the, you know, I said, you know, I'll just read the news recap the following morning. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, man, I missed out. Yeah, I mean, this would have been the one to watch. I yeah. mean, I think Tim had a beat on it. Tim was following along. I, I grabbed a couple things. I know Jordana, we, we all were kind of posting to the mm-hmm. Ohana. It got to the point where we said, I think collectively we didn't actually have the conversation, but I think we all agreed we can't just post every time they release something. Let's take a step back. We were flooding the timelines of you guys. 
uh, and we don't want to do that. So we did end up posting um, an article that D23 posted with all of the content in it. That's up on the Ohana. We're going to cover as much of the content as we can tonight. I Again, I don't think we're going to talk about everything that's coming. It just... It's not really feasible to do that on, on a podcast. It's going to be four hours long if we do yeah. everything. <laughs> right. So, so guys, just some quick notes. Um, Disney Plus is increasing in price to $7.99 a month beginning in March uh, for the standalone service. So if you are paying month to month and you don't have one of the year contracts or the three-year deals, you will be paying $7.99 a month beginning in March. Uh, the, the bundle does go up to $13.99, and that includes Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus. However, there is a new bundle that will be $18.99 that includes the ad-free version of Hulu. Um, and that will obviously still be ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and like I said, the ad version, the ad-free version of Hulu. Um, I'm into it. I, I, I like the price changes, and Drew is a stockholder. I know that you appreciate the price change as well. I do. Yep. Uh, so also, um, Star, a quote-unquote global version of Hulu will be integrated into the Disney service, the Disney Plus service overseas and kind of serve as the, uh, I don't want to say the adult content channel because it's not do an adult know, content channel. But Do we know anything on that, Bub, yet? Like how that's going to integrate? Like when I load up Disney Plus, am I going to see, you know, am I going to ask the question of... No, there's a star tile. If you click the star tile, you're going to have to either verification. put a code in or, yeah. Tim, what do you think? So... Basically, Hotstar was uh, the biggest streaming service in Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan, Malaysia. Um, and Disney acquired it as part of the Fox deal. And they're just moving to integrate that into uh, Disney. Uh, this adult moniker keeps getting thrown around, but it, it's not as much adult content as it's just basically the same as Hulu or Netflix or anything else where there's. A variety of films that Disney has the streaming rights to in originally Southeast Asia and East Asia, and now it with the launch to globally Europe, uh, Oceania, everywhere else, Russia, etc. Well, yeah, and, and the reason I asked, I mean, let's be honest, Disney Plus currently does a poor job with I feel like their children slash adult content, if they call it that, because if you have a child, Tim, and you might not recognize this and enjoy it, and I don't know, I mean, Sal might not have his own profile, but with my kids, and Bub, you probably see this with your boys, yep. if, it, like, my kids have their own profile, there's, like, a movie like Muppet Christmas Carol, that's just an example, I can't quote me on this one, and it won't be on the children's profile. Mm -hmm. There's so many movies that are that type of level, and I'm like, yeah. why? Like, that, there's, there's, it's rated like G or PG, and you have to then go search it for an adult profile. So that's my only question, is whatever mm -hmm. filters or, or hand-picking, they have a very unique odd take on well, what's It's adult. interesting, because Prime Video has a really great interface for that prime video you set your ages literally yep. you so i have okay. alex and zachary that have a an account on prime yep. video they each yep, have their kids, own. Yep. and you select the ages it might be hb and it okay. might be and I, you know what it might be hbo max yeah, now I, i'm thinking of it, it I, it's one of the sure, two yeah now that I'm having the conversation so with you, it might smart, be HBO though. Max. And then when you upload, when, when HBO uploads a film, Correct. they have a drop down. How old does this person need to be? Is that a filter? Right. So, so, so what happens here is, so let's say we go to Zachary's thing. I set it to eight because he'll be eight in February. Yeah. Anything that's technically TVG or like Y7 and stuff like that falls into that category. 
Mm. And you can opt to select PG. There's a slide bar that you can kind of set the bar to on what he can watch. Yeah. And Disney Plus doesn't have that. No, Disney Plus is a poor job at but it. But Disney Plus has been behind the ball from day one. Oh, we're, we're still playing catch up. I mean, we've had, what, 12 years of Netflix streaming, Amazon. So Prime we're catching up with for... HBO Max that isn't <laughs> even as old as Disney Plus? I mean, I, I guess just, that's true. HBO no, it is Max true. There's own, no guessing. It's, it's like yeah, five months younger. HBO Max had its own rough launch in other aspects. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, past co-host Jay can can commiserate with me on this. Disney is behind the eight ball when it comes to digital development, UI, UX stuff. They're, they've always been lagging in this. And, and streaming is really where those cracks are going to show. Yeah, I, and, and that's the only reason I'm trying to bring up is I'm intrigued to see how they do this because well, i think so the they already capture that but... they posted at this yeah. call was that there's a you see tim's background that has the the five logos we'll talk about in a little bit behind him there's a sixth quote-unquote tile they're calling it and yep. you have to actively select that as what you want to watch so it's not going to be integrated fully you have it is it's going to be there for you to select but you have to select that title. And I don't know if there's going to be a you have to select 18 for your age like you do if you yeah. go to a gambling site or something like that where you have YouTube, to put in your age. You know, yeah, YouTube, they have the, the graphic content videos yeah. and stuff so, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think this is coming to us at some point, whether it's under the Hulu banner eventually. I'm not saying this year, but I still mm. think you'll see something like this come to the North American version of Disney+. Plus. Maybe it's two years. Maybe it's three years down I, the road. But I, I think totally it's I totally disagree. I think okay. that for this to ever come to the U.S. requires untangling the mess that streaming rights have become. Not in if the they US. just use Hulu and FX. I don't. I don't understand. I don't give a crap about what they're, I'm saying. Hulu itself, right now, Hulu and ESPN Plus, at some point for Disney's profit margins, it will all be under Disney Plus, and you'll have to select ESPN Plus. You'll have to select yeah. Hulu. Direct Disney I'd Plus like, is going to be no, the umbrella. I, yeah. I don't give a crap what Star is doing. I'm I don't think it can. That. I don't think it can happen until Disney disentangles. Like right now on Hulu, that's how I have my HBO subscription, and that's how I have my Star subscription. So Disney has to make it so that you cannot subscribe to direct competitor services okay, inside Disney Plus. And also, you still have films made by studios that aren't on Disney Plus. You still have. 50% of the content from NBC Universal on there. So that's the kind of stuff that really has to change before we see the Hulu tile or the FX Plus tile like I said, inside. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Two, yeah. three years down the road when this gets situated and HBO Max sucks and it closes. And Peacock <laughs> doesn't get the subscriber service and it too closes. They're uh. going to need somewhere to put their content. It's going to be Disney Plus and Hulu will be a tile on Disney Plus. Is it five years down the road? Sure. I, uh, Disney Plus is here to stay. That's all I, I know. I agree. It's going to be more of an integration, right? Like like the old school Wii. Everybody had a Nintendo Wii where you have your your different tiles. And, and Disney mm -hmm. Plus is just one tile. And maybe there's a bigger system called Disney something else, you know, Disney Network. And then within Disney Network, you have Disney Plus. You have Hulu. You have whatever. That's, I think Disney that's Plus is the network, though. I think that's what it is. It, it might. And that maybe because that's it's Disney Plus Pixar plus Star Wars plus Marvel Plus that, that's the well, whole, that will I mean, all that's, stay in Disney Plus. I agree. Right. No, but that's the idea of Disney Plus is it's the umbrella. And oh, the, the right, plus is, right. that's why Disney's is the first and it's plus everything else. That's the idea behind the name. So it, 
Good. No, I mean, uh, valid, good conversation. I think it's it's definitely something that we'll continue to talk over the years as the Disney guys continue on and well, on. And, and Disney Plus but, clearly is not I, I'm not going anywhere. So we could probably do this episode once a year. Maybe twice. All, all told, we probably could. So We could probably have a Disney have. Plus podcast. I think we've done Disney Plus three or four times in the last year. So I, yeah. I don't think that that's something yeah. that's going away. So with all these major announcements that happened... Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it was, we received, believe it or not, a ton of questions from various people, family members. I know, Drew, some of the guys that we work with were asking us, because for whatever reason, I guess because we always talk to each other at work about Disney, people will come to us for these things. I know, Jordana, you've had people, clients, quote-unquote, reaching out to you about these questions. Tim, people you've worked with that know what you do, also similar to me and Drew, kind of reaching out to you, and, and I, I just saying, hey, guys, what's this, what's that? We honestly kind of guided us to this instead of reading you 85 pieces of content that they're doing kind of allowed us to break these questions down into two categories uh general questions which i think are overarching themes on disney plus and we kind of gave you a little preview of that in in the previous conversation and then content questions which i i think people want to know what we think is going to be ahead or what people what we think will be the the big surprise you know from the content that they laid out to us so We'll start the general questions. We'll just go around the room, kind of uh, open discussion with the questions and, and kind of how we feel about certain things. We'll try to keep them brief, you know, a couple minutes each question if we can. Uh, we don't want to bore the listening audience. So uh, what is, Drew, in your opinion, the biggest mm. takeaway from the investor call and presentation from last week? Yeah, uh, obviously, my biggest one is the stock price. And, and they're focused on, um, you know, getting income right now and, and trying to grow their brand they have a pandemic going on they're not seeing as much income as they'd like to see from the parks um and and i don't want to get into the debt and, and all that right now which i think we'll get to that in a further up question but yeah, I, think um, I think i think they're developing a long-term uh, stability plan and i think that's disney plus and and media um as a whole so that's yeah. that's my biggest takeaway is it's so it's once again it's the, into first... the big boy game the first question and Drew goes money. I love it. It's, money. You never fail. Classic never fails. Drew. Classic that. Drew. Well done, sir. Tim, what about you? What was your biggest take? I know you're you really were were bullish on the content here. Uh, talking to I, you online, so I am very bullish, but actually that's not where I'm going. Uh, I want to start on a down note. Tempered expectations. This is blue sure. sky stuff to yeah. do exactly what Drew was hyped for. Hype up the stock price to investors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at any of the articles, including the one we posted on uh, the Ohana from D23, there is disclosures about that this is an effort to sell stock, uh, SEC stuff, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, just know that 100% of the stuff is not going to come out. And of what comes out, 100% of the stuff is not going to come out on time. This is very, very blue sky. Yeah. you got to look yeah. at the same way as new rides and stuff. So temper expectations. Oh, look at you guys. You guys are down as well. Now, Drew, I mean, you, you care about money, so that makes sense. But, Jordan, if there's anybody here that's going to be positive about what Disney Plus did and what Disney did as a whole this week, it's going to be you, no? I mean, uh, I just wonder if they're doing too much to kind of oh piggyback off what Tim said. <laughs> I bring you people down here to defend me against these people. Oh, my on my God. side, it's the blood-sucking lawyer. Here's the thing. Right now... <laughs> Listen, right now, we've been stuck in the house, everybody's streaming everything, and we need new stuff to look forward to as far as streaming services. But some of these projects are going out until 2023, 
I don't think we're going to be stuck in our houses till 2023. Some of these things, you know, I think they're just kind of aiming to a high for right now. Okay. That's, I think that's a valid point, Jordana, but to Tim's point, not everyone thinks like you do, and people are saying, oh, I'm stuck at home, and oh, great, look at all this Disney Plus stuff. I'm going to subscribe to them. By the way, Disney Plus doesn't dump. Like Bub said, we're going to raise up that price an extra dollar, and all those suckers that are falling for our trap are going to resubscribe. Genius. Hey, Drew, they're making money, right? Ah, they weren't doing it? Well, never mind. So for me on this one, guys, I think this is almost... Uh, Tim, you, you made a valid point. It, temperedly, you're very cautiously optimistic about the future of the service. Um, I do, too, Jordana, wonder if it's too heavy in certain directions, and I think we'll get into that later on as well, that I think they're putting a lot of eggs in two baskets in particular that have habitually angry fan bases about things. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But I think this is really... When you said Disney Plus and you said at launch that all this content was going to be there, this is almost a delivery on that promise, provided that they do get us all this content. So I, for one, am very excited about the future of Disney Plus and what happens with it. It's never going away in my house, quote unquote. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that my kids will love it and their kids after them will probably love Disney Plus or whatever it becomes at that point. That's yeah. I'm thinking thinking long term. That's long term here. Um, so that's just a general opening thoughts on what, what went on there this week. Um, funny we talked about price, Drew, because mm. Tim, I want to come to you first on this one to kind of get everyone an opportunity to give their answer first type thing. Uh, what is your threshold slash breaking point price-wise for Disney Plus or streaming services in general? Streaming services in general, it's probably what 13 bucks a month is. What What's that HBO Max is at right now? Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen unless okay. you unless you get the six I month did the, deal. I did the whatever, existing yeah. subs- whatever. Anyway, yeah, yep. that that's about my limit. But that is also based on multiple prestige TV series that I'm looking forward to every year and first run movies. Yeah, both of which are things that Disney Plus is orienting itself to. Unfortunately, right now we have one prestige TV series, The Mandalorian, and uh our fair share of first run movies and and that's getting more and more, but they're doing this premiere access stuff. So if we could snap my fingers and all the stuff from the investors call drops onto the service tomorrow, I'm probably willing to pay 15, 20 bucks a month for it. But realistically this stuff is coming one at a time. So my threshold is probably about 10 bucks with the drip of content that we are going to get going forward. So this is probably a follow-up for later in the day, but I want to ask it now while it's fresh in my mind because I'll forget it later with as much stuff we're going to talk about. I, I noticed doing this research today, again, the Marvel the Marvel season is only going to be six episodes. Yes. Yeah, I saw All that. Right. See, that's, see, that's I don't love that, but and that's a conversation for a yeah, little later. On Jordana, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, so Jordana, what's your breaking point for Disney Plus and then streaming services in general? Um. I'm usually I try to keep it under ten dollars just because there, there's so many and I know so there's a lot of. So what streaming services do you have? I have the free the Hulu that's six ninety nine. Do you have the ads Hulu? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. which my husband always yells at me because he likes the no ads, but I'm not willing. Yeah. I'm cheap. I don't want to pay it. Um, Disney Plus and then I do have Netflix, but I split that with my sister. So. Oh, that's <laughs> um, fair. Because uh, like Netflix is like. What about bucks. Prime? You have Amazon. 
Um, my grandma pays for it. Yeah, but <laughs> so that, you have I, it. I feel like that's different um, though because I, I don't know that you can necessarily yeah. equate Prime's value for on Prime it, Video. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, that's fair. So you're going in that twelve dollar range, probably. Yeah, I think I try to keep it under just because there's so many out there that um, they they rack up. If you're thinking about fifteen dollars each and you have yeah. four or five streaming services and you're also paying for cable and you're all you know what I mean, so it's it becomes too much. So it's interesting to me. Follow up question for you on this. I didn't realize this was going to take as long as it is. Would you be more willing to pay that ten or fifteen bucks a month? Or, you know, if it was a $15 service and you get it for 10 a month, if you could do a yearly subscription, would you prefer to do it yearly one time as opposed to paying monthly? Which they did that with Disney Plus when it originally came out. They, they did, did three, three year years. Practice. Yeah, no, right. But would you prefer right. it that way? Because I think um, I prefer one time pay the, yeah. pay the fee instead bills. of paying it monthly. Yeah. I pay it monthly. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I pay it I all up front. I'm with you, Bob. Yeah. yeah. I'm a I do the bundle, so I pay monthly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you had the option, Tim, would you prefer to pay like a, a one yearly subscription fee for eighty bucks or pay ten bucks a month? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like I, yeah. I am a hundred percent the the pay my car insurance all at once, buy my cars yeah. all at once. So yeah, yeah, I'd rather go. All right, Drew, what do you got on this? What, what's your cutoff well, price? I'm for gonna say plus and then for everything else. Um, I want you guys to make sure you're holding on to your seats. I want Disney. I know you guys are listening to maybe skip ahead a few seconds. Um, I'm going to shot the world. I'm willing to pay for Disney plus $40 a month. Holy what? what? Yes. Let me tell you why. So currently, currently you're willing to pay 40 listen, bucks or listen, I, before Disney plus, I was spending at least almost $20 a month. Just on a the the twenty five bucks a month on the new Blu Ray that was coming out, right? Bob, you were in the same shoes as I was. And then what happens is you say, oh, let me buy maybe a back catalog movie that I don't have or whatever. So when I have kids and I say that Disney Plus is on my ha- on my TV, I don't know fifty hours in a week. You know that seems high, but you get my point. <laughs> that seems high. That seems high. I mean, yeah, if if I'm paying. If 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 Soul is coming out in in two weeks and I was gonna go to the movie theater and spend forty to forty five bucks or fifty probably fifty bucks or more for four tickets and popcorn and a drink and I mean that's fifty dollars right there and then I'm gonna go buy Frozen two I didn't have to buy Frozen two when it came out I waited um, Mulan uh, I'm gonna watch it for free at so, some point we're all gonna watch Mulan yeah I think. well that's my <laughs> point but my point is is yeah I mean this is stuff I was spending money on previous to this um I was DVR in every freaking Muppet babies out there in the world just like Jordana had every DVR of puppy pals now I don't have to do those things um it's just you know I, I would have to pay for extra cable DVR space to fit all the kids TV shows I don't have to pop in DVDs. Then the kids scratch a DVD. I have to. I can't tell you. I've bought multiple Blu-rays because they got broken or scratched. That's gone. I don't have to do that. And I, Bob, I know you're a digital guy, but uh, um, big time, big time digital. But I save yeah. money digitally too now. I think the back catalog and the stuff alone for kids and the TV shows that they all have on there are worth the the fifteen to twenty dollars a month for me. I honestly do. So I'm willing to pay that extra money for these straight to Disney Plus movies, as well as the Mandalorian and other original content shows coming. That's the way I look at it. Well, let's now, do I want to pay forty? Is not listening to our podcast. Yeah, that now. is a bombshell. Do I want to pay forty? No, but I think 
I think I would. If I have YouTube TV. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. Mm-hmm. I have Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I have Disney Plus. Disney Plus is is by far what I'm using the most out of any other service. You know, it's just it, it's like a 75% to you know others. So that's where I'm at. What about you, Bob? I I I would pay 20 bucks max for any streaming service. That's my cutoff on it. That's it. I don't have any scientific reasoning and percentages on why I would do that. I think $20 max on any of these services, Netflix, Hulu, uh, not obviously Hulu with live TV. That's a separate entity altogether. But the Hulu ad-free HBO Max, I'd be willing to go to $19.99 to $20, maybe $24 in this instance for now, Disney+. Now, Plus I, now I ask you, Bob. That's where I would go. Yep. Would you would that change if the model shifts to simultaneous releases without extra money for all first run theatrical films? What's your threshold then? So similar to what HBO Max is doing? Correct. With the 30-day window that they're yeah. going to have. Um yeah, no, I'm still saying a 20. I'm 20? still saying a 20. I'm still saying a 20. I still 20 to 24. I think is what I'm willing, especially because it's one of those things is once you have them, it's one of those things. You just, I'm not going to cancel Netflix. You know, it's, it's, I could, I can then sign back up again, but I'm just, it's once they're there, they're there. And like Drew said, the kids are uh, so much better with television than I am in terms of like, Oh, I want to watch prime. I want to watch this. I want to watch that. So uh, my kids aren't necessarily as uh, locked into Disney plus like Drew's kids are. They kind of work their way around from, uh, HBO Max is a really nice kids channel. They have all the old Hanna Barbera cartoons, so the kids watch Scooby Doo and uh, Yogi Bear and stuff like that on there. So, uh, so I mean, again, I think twenty bucks, twenty four ninety nine in that neighborhood is where I'm maxing out on these. Uh, but never say never. Obviously, if things change, you know. Uh, but for me, I think they're all supplemental of one another, though. Disney Plus has the best family content you're going to get on any of these services, bar none. Um, Netflix, it's probably very close with HBO, um, in terms of like the prestige series, Tim. And obviously I know Hulu has a couple as well. And we didn't even talk about Apple TV that also exists, um, with their various things. So uh, there's a lot out there. I just think it's 20 bucks a month for my services that I have would be where I'm looking at. Uh, moving on to a similarly Titled question, more about money, again, which is Drew's favorite thing here. Uh, mm. For a less expensive per-month fee, would you support an ad-based Disney Plus model? And I actually went so far as to fill in the blanks for this listener. Well, I forget who asked this question. I'm sorry. Would we go, so one 60-second ad per 30-minute block, so on and so forth, two 60-second ads for the for the 60 minute block, three 60 second ads for the 90 minute block, and then four 60 second ads per 120 minute or longer programming. So for every half hour, you get an extra minute of ads. What, let's say that's five or six bucks. Would you be willing to deal with the ads on Disney Plus for that trade off? And Jordana, let's go to you first. Yeah. I would do it. The ads Your husband wouldn't, though. You've made that no, abundantly clear. I would not. But um, honestly, like going back to having Puppy Dog Pals on the DVR, my my son likes the commercials because he likes all the little songs from Disney Junior. 
that come up, but I'll try to put those shows on. He won't watch them, <laughs> but he likes, like, he, he knows like the songs that are coming up and he dances around and stuff like that. So those type of commercials, if you're going to be promoting other shows that are on there, I don't have a problem with. If you're going to be promoting something random like laundry detergent or a car or something like that, then. Well, I think it would be targeted ads for the audience. I don't think it would right. be laundry detergent or Tide Pods, heaven forbid. But I think it would certainly be. Um, right. <laughs> I think it would certainly be maybe a you know a hot toy or something like that. Or, right. Or, uh, right. Or, yeah. Tim, what about you? Would you pay for the ad? The ad. Absolutely not. Of- I became a paid Hulu subscriber the day they introduced the ad free subscription. Yeah. No way. Yeah. True. N- no chance. I I have ads Shut for Hulu, Tim, because my wife has it bundled with spotify and i'll tell you what it's the death of me every time a commercial <laughs> comes on and there's a new toy my kids oh i need that i need that for christmas for my birthday i want that i want i'm in the other room oh daddy baby yoda you need that you need i don't fucking need anything no, you do need it though you do that's oh. the idea you do need it and there's our explicit rating for the week ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i'm going no as well okay. for for no reason i'm not nearly as upset about it as drew is and drew seems a little <laughs> angry today and i like it but uh i am not going ad based opened up we just opened up the dates so i think jordana you kind of answered this question earlier in your opening thoughts on what happened uh thursday but i'm gonna ask it anyway almost 80 percent of the newly announced content is coming in some way shape or form to streaming obviously some of them are slate some of the films are slated for a theatrical release to be determined let's cross that bridge when we get there is disney putting too many eggs in the streaming basket jordana i think so I think because when it comes to, you know, you still have uh, Disney Junior and Disney Channel to run and stuff like that. I just think that you're taking a lot away from that. And at what point do you give? I mean, I don't think they'll give up the channels, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are more tuned to Disney Plus now than watching their favorite new episodes. on. So wouldn't that mean that they should put the content there if the people are subscribing to Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, I guess so. You talked me into it, but I'm glad I could help. I'll give this a question. <laughs> Drew, what about you? Are you Listen, are you Disney? Let's make your money, but no, they need to continue putting it on the streaming network. When they right. start going outside of this to the movie theaters, they start even putting it on Disney Channel. Believe it or not, that stuff costs licensing fees. You gotta pay the cable providers, you gotta pay yeah. other people, you gotta pay the movie yeah. theaters. The more stuff you put on other channels, the more money you lose. Keep yeah. it in house, keep the money there. That's what I say. Yeah, I don't disagree. In fact, I'm gonna clear the decks. I'll let Tim answer it. I agree with Drew on this one. I there's no way they're putting too much stock in it. If you want to argue that the content is maybe too targeted towards Marvel and Star Wars, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having that conversation. I think that might be accurate. Right that now might be later maybe, tonight. Right now, I think that's accurate. I don't know what the future holds for the other <laughs> services, but Tim, I gotta imagine you don't think they're putting oh, no. too many eggs in no, the basket. No, no. This is this is underutilizing. Streaming's the future. Uh, consumers would rather watch uh, stuff in the comfort of their own home mm-hmm. where the popcorn is free, the beer is not $8 a piece, and it's their couch, their giant flat screen TV that they've right. set up the way they want. Um, I mean, if Disney can crack the nut of why streaming has not caught on in Japan and China the way it has here, they've already done it. They literally bought the way to do it in India that they talked about a whole bunch in this presentation, and we talked about way too much at the beginning of this episode with Star. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is the future. 
100%. The 80% is way too low. It needs to be 85%, 90%. Uh, the, the traditional model is dead. Licensing fees for cable networks suck. It's pure profit. Streaming all in until something else supersedes it, which is not happening anytime soon. So you made a valid point there about people's televisions. Because I, I don't know that the theater experience... Um, it's miserable. Don't tell Chris Nolan I said this, because I'm you know in good standing with him. But I think he overvalues his movies in movie theaters. I know they look great in IMAX and... Uh, we're going to get that with the Avatar sequels with Cameron as well, that they're going to push, push, push for their movies to be seen on the biggest screen possible. But I will tell you that the TVs you get nowadays for pennies on the dollar, what they used to be when flat screen TVs came out. And if you don't believe me, check the original prices of flat screen TVs and tell me that I'm wrong, that it's pennies on the dollar for what you're getting now. Um, it's foolish to think that they're not. I think it should be 90%. I think they should be pounding the hell out of their streaming services and that's and that's including espn plus why they would ever the espn model is, is their biggest drain right now that they get uh, that they charge so much for it and the cable companies don't buy it espn plus is where they can see their biggest yeah. margin for a streaming service and they made some great deals with the sec and, and general football conferences in general uh this past yeah. week as well hey, so i'll be honest i i've signed up for espn for a month or two here or there mm -hmm. to watch golf tournaments yep. Golf majors yep. where you only can watch them on ESPN and you need ESPN plus. And I already have the mm -hmm. Disney plus bundle. So I couldn't bundle it in. Uh, and I would sign up for one month and pay whatever it was, eight bucks, 10 yeah. bucks just for yeah. one month to watch. Yep. ESPN plus is where that, where that model, I think that's their next big opportunity to, yeah. they, just need, they need to get bit. the NFL or the NBA to yep. sign on to the ESPN plus, which Correct. I think it'll be the NBA first. It would definitely, it's an NBA thing to do before yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, but it just, I, it's it's all over at that point. Yeah, and I think that you, comes you with just, demographics, Tim. I think guys specifically like you, like me, maybe not Drew. He's not a huge NBA fan, but we're probably more the NBA fan representative of that age demographic that is willing to watch the NBA games on ESPN Plus exclusively. I, I see that happening. Absolutely, that that's going to be the one. It'll be the NBA that kind of tips the scales towards that. Um, some very, a very interesting question came in and I, I think we had some time earlier, Drew and myself kind of argued about what the hell it even meant. Um, <laughs> there are several reports that suggest Disney plus and Disney streaming services as a whole won't be profitable until 2024. We have no reason to believe that's not true. That's the general reporting that they won't be profitable until at least 2024. With that in mind, what would you like to see the company do to profit from all of this content? So it's kind of a weird thing in the next three years. So basically you have – I'll give my answer first kind of as an example. I, I, I'm going theme park experiences. In this instance, I want to convert Star Tours into a Mandalorian attraction. I think getting some of these licenses that you own, some of the Star Wars stuff that's going to come, the content that's coming into the parks and into ways to get people into your parks – will help offset some of this bleeding that and I use the term bleeding loosely with Disney plus right now. But in terms of stemming the, the tide a little bit, uh, I think you got to get the stuff into the parks. That's what I would do. I know um, Drew, you have a very interesting take on this one. Yeah. You know, and really what I just want to say, you know, people hear this and they get shot. They don't understand. Um, just remember Netflix itself is last time I checked 15 or $20 billion in debt. 
And, and the reason this stuff happens is they just keep developing new content, new content, taking loans, taking loans in hopes that their long term plan, they're going to hit that happy medium. And they all will. But some have yeah. longer projections than other. My my thing is, is right now the 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 hottest topic going on in the streets of uh, the dark alley here is video games and streaming video games. So if anyone's familiar with video games at all, the latest big thing is Google came out with what they call Stadia, which you don't need any console to play, right? You can use your own cell phone and play these biggest video games that just came out and you stream through cloud service. So my pitch is, what if Disney, we talked about these channels, had a video game channel, Tim, where you must buy the Disney Plus controller, Bluetooth controller, let's say it's $99. And by buying that, and and you just have a subscription to Disney Plus, you'd have to play Disney video games. Maybe some of the old school classics, maybe some, some newer ones mixed in, maybe it's a lot of the Star Wars ones. The problem is they don't own a lot of these things, as we know, right? There's developers or, or franchises and license and fees. But um, I think it could pull in some an audience that maybe they think Disney is, oh, it's Disney. I don't like Disney. But when you bring in some of these video games, I think it could pull in an audience of certain demographic that would say, you know what? Hey, I do like Disney Plus. I didn't know this was here and that was here. Um, so that's my pitch. A, a, a cloud service video game channel within Disney Plus. Tim, what do you think? Um, <laughs> that was a lot to digest. Just, a lot to unpack right there. Yeah, just what they have been doing. Um merchandise 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 uh bub's favorite thing to complain about is the stuff sells out instantly on shop disney 100 i think they've shown especially with this the mandalorian stuff with some of the higher end stuff that that the appetite for collectibles for stuff associated with this from the the mass market toys that you see in walmarts and targets for kids to to adult collectibles is insatiable so just just more of that, you know, yeah, hashtag whatever, you, days, whatever you think might sell is going to sell out instantly. And whatever right. you don't think is going to sell is probably still going to sell out within a couple of days. So just keep merchandising on all these original properties. Give the people who have wanted an action figure of, you know, Nian Nub from Star Wars <laughs> from the beginning of the time. They, they'll buy it. Sorry, that's just the world we're in. Yeah. Everybody loves their fandoms and wants to own a piece of it. So, Tim, would you say you are a big supporter of Spaceballs? Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, just you know, now, literally not allowed to be merchandised. <laughs> so so that you is, want uh, that is the deal that George Lucas made to allow Star Wars to be parodied. So so you want uh, Disney Plus the flamethrower? Yes, <laughs> that's you want a loco Disney Plus flamethrower. Fantastic, Jordana. What about you? What are you doing? Um, so obviously you guys know I'm a theme park person, so I'm going to have to go with Bub on this one. Um, anything to make <laughs> theme parks better though. I don't like change. I don't like in, I love new attractions and stuff like that, but the way Disney plus is going towards just all star Wars and all Marvel, I think updating what's already there and what makes the Disney parks, the Disney parks, would be the way to go instead of bringing more of that into the parks. No. Can you say specific examples of what you're looking for in the parks? No, I just mean like ride updates. Um, she doesn't you know, want Marvel or Star Wars. I but, don't. But, like, and that's the thing. That's all, this whole episode is Marvel and Star Wars. But <laughs> Hey, put passes in the seats. Yeah, but... Actually, just, that, that is true. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion, I guess. All right. Well, that takes us through our general questions from you lovely people. 
Thank God for that. Uh, these will be a little bit faster, the content questions. It's more of a things we're looking forward to, except for Jordana, who has no interest in Star Wars or Marvel. She is right. A lot of this content is Star Wars Marvel related. Um, let's go right to it. Let's get into the first question. Tim, pay attention. This one is for you first, just so you know, and it's a very odd question. So good luck. Uh, if you could choose only one, which channel or tile, I guess, if we're calling them that, would you add to Disney Plus? A 20th Century Fox star Hulu North American region, including the more mature content. Again, outside of the licensing disagreements we've had, just they can bring it over with no strings attached. Um, Parks and Resorts channel. A Disney music or radio Disney channel. A Disney theater channel, similar to what they did with Hamilton, and kind of put that into the productions, maybe have Aida or Lion King, stuff like that, or a user-based content channel like us would, we'd submit a podcast video to them or a YouTube channel type stuff where you have all these people that film the rides in 4k, a, a user-based channel as well. Tim, which one of those are you going to put on to Disney plus next? Um, as, as much as the, you think it would be the, the Hulu star thing, um, hundred percent parks, uh, in the form of way more Imagineering story, uh, old ride throughs. If we could get like super, super high end uh, versions of um, who's the guy? Who's the YouTube guy? It does those like three hour horizons. Oh, yeah. Marty? Like Martin's yeah. Vids version, yep. you know, digitally restored stuff like that. Just uh, a, a dedicated parks feed on Disney Plus is, is my dream uh, over even any of the wildest star Wars Marvel stuff that they've said. So would you be inclined? And I, I think I'm going to let Jordana ask the question within a question, because I know that she wants to kind of have uh, Stacy from must do Disney on there. And like the 24 hour loop of certain parks and the resort. Would, is that something you'd be interested in too? Jordana, is that what you're leaning towards? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with this just because, I think that the parks are always changing the seasons, the festivals, um, mm -hmm. the decorations, like what is like just having that and having that where, you know, a lot of us watch those bloggers just walk mm -hmm. through the park and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it'd be interesting just to see what they do with it. Um, yeah. or doing spring Stacy back. I don't think she's, uh, I'm at the resorts anymore, so. so she totally hashtag, is. She totally is. Hashtag is she, bring Stacy back. I or keep her there, there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if she uh, it's new, that's very newish. They've taken her off. It's in the last couple months. True. Yeah. True. Uh, I think I misunderstood the question. Okay, Drew misunderstood the question. Uh, just so we're clear, we we use Google Docs, and Drew's answer is everyone votes channel. So either Drew is really big into the patriotic process of voting, or he's gonna have to explain what the hell he means. Well, I'm gonna have to reference this for a second time tonight, which I don't usually do. Is back to the Nintendo Wii days, where there was a simple channel on the Wii that you just clicked, and it was just called the Everyone Votes Channel, where you went to this channel every day, and they had a new vote. It was like who do you like better, Mickey or Minnie? And you just so vote. you want to you want a poll question channel. You just yeah, you know you know I we have like Twitter and Facebook that just no. does that now, right? But, but you know what this does is it brings you on. It brings you on to Disney Plus, and when you go there, you say, "Oh look, a new episode of The Mandalorian's out. I forgot. Let me watch it." 
So I, I think you. it draws you to Disney Plus. It's a simple, stupid concept. You use your remote control, I've never and I love it. I'm drawn to Disney Plus to select if I think Mickey Mouse's real name is, you know, Michael. Like, I'm well, never... That's, that's not how it Would works. Would you be drawn to Disney Plus if there was a, is Pluto the best Disney dog, yes or no, Paul? No, because we're going to have that conversation on this podcast in a few weeks. So Listen, I'm very... We're never going to have this conversation. We're never yeah. having that conversation. You listen, this is a great idea with minimal effort. Oh, there's certainly minimal effort involved with that. I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that. You would think, Tim, like like you said, that I was going to go with the 20th Century Fox FX channel. But the more I'm sitting here, I want the Disney Theater channel. Oh, I think that would, I, I thought think, you're going everybody's votes as well. No, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think having some of those shows that even the ones that were based in, in, in Europe that never made it here, I think Pinocchio was one of them. They did a stage production over there. And I just think having Tarzan and Frozen, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aida, any of those shows, Newsies, I mean, the list goes on. I think that would be a lot of fun to have on the channel, similar to what we do with Hamilton. I know the content may be a little bit limited in that instance, but I think that would be a nice channel to have, especially with, with how much you paid for Hamilton, because, you know, Hamilton needs some friends on there. Very good. So, one of our favorite questions, again, we're talking about tiles that are behind him. Which IP, and by that we mean um, the Disney family of contents, pretty much the Disney animated features from the past, the live action stuff, the classic Disney banner, National Geographic, Pixar, Star Wars, or Marvel, which tile on or channel on Disney Plus benefits the most from being on Disney Plus? I'll start. I think uh, Pixar, um, personally, just because I think a lot of people didn't realize um, the shorts are, like, going back to our episode where we kind of highlighted the Pixar shorts, I don't think people realize how much of a big deal those are. And we all spent an hour or an hour and a half watching Tim all the shorts, and you can make it into – Not all of us. Um, Tim did not. Tim opted Tim out. Tim did not. Tim skipped. <laughs> he skipped his homework that week. But um, <laughs> I just think that it gives a lot of op- – Disney Plus gives a lot of opportunity for not just the main 20, 21 movies at this point. Um, and that, like, the series coming out and stuff like that, I just think – even the ones that they have where it was, like, Porky Ask a Question was a big one that came out in the beginning um, – I just think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a, that's a good pick. Drew, what about you on this one? You know, I I have to go um, with National Geographic because National Geographic is, is funny. First of all, when you think National Geographic, you don't think Disney. And and the second part is, is let's say I'm flicking through TV cable and – how often do you find somebody stop on National Geographic or even stroll the National Geographic? It just, unfortunately, it just doesn't happen. There's so many content out there. But, however, National Geographic actually has quite a few decent shows and series. And if you are into the nature stuff, obviously they have tons of that. So I think by them being on the main page of Disney Plus, like that is like the gold mine for them. Where else, you know, would you want to be? But to be on a main page of Disney Plus, and when you click it, the tile, I mean, there, there's tons of options. I mean, I've watched two seasons of Gordon Ramsay about him going around the freaking world cooking. I mean, I would never have watched that. I watched one or two episodes, and I was hooked. So my point is, is that's by far, I don't care what anyone says, it has to be the most profitable or goldmine for National Geographic. Gotta be. So National Geographic benefits the most from being on Disney Plus. 
hundred percent. Okay, Tim. Ah, Star Wars. I don't think I really need to explain myself. Big, big fan of Star Wars. Ton of Star Wars content coming. Star Wars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be basic the other way with Tim. I'm gonna go Marvel, and I think what happened here is that you understand for the last 13 years since Iron Man came out, we've had almost a a Marvel movie and a half a year, um, and this will be the longest wait between Marvel movies from from the end of phase whatever the hell it was to Black Widow. Um, I think that Marvel's gonna benefit greatly from the opportunity to do the live action shows that kind of supplement what the movies do. And that's kind of, I think that's why I think Marvel benefits the most. But again, to Drew's point, I don't think that Marvel needs that Correct. to be popular. Well, two things. One, it's funny because since I've watched the, my Marvel extravaganza, I don't think anything Marvel has come out since then. So you can call me as, as the terse. Uh, two, my problem with Marvel or Star Wars here, guys, is that, you put either one of those series or shows or franchises mm-hmm. on, 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 I don't give a shit, put it on Peacock, put it on whatever you want, people will go to that platform to watch it. 100%, right? If Mandalorian came on a Peacock and had to pay $5 a month to watch it, I would go pay $5 a month to watch it. But with National Geographic on Peacock for 5 bucks a month, who cares? I'm not going to watch it. I think Marvel and Star Wars doesn't need disney plus as much i know that's a weird thing to say because disney owns it but they don't need it as much as other things need disney plus that's my uh, point and i think that's what i got out of the question but marvel had stuff on netflix that wasn't nearly as successful as it's going to be on disney plus i don't i don't disagree with that i'm just and netflix saying, is the biggest streaming service in the world yeah but they didn't have the ability to make all this original content like they're doing today they did they made four or five shorts i mean they they did make four or five series on netflix that will not be nearly as successful as wandavision is going to be in three weeks or four weeks whenever it comes out and and the marvel netflix series were with a plus plus characters gold chip you know blue chip stock marvel characters and at the height of Marvel Mania in the United States. And they didn't do great. They didn't do great. Some of them got canceled. So do you think the name Disney is what's drawing it in? You know what I'm saying? What makes now different than then? So so I think what happens here is that there's a certain individual named Kevin Feige that is going to be kind of more in control of it now than he was when it was on Netflix. 100% that. What, what re, re, remind me or tell me? I mean, I know they had like what was on Netflix some of the original series. Daredevil. Yeah, Luke Cage oh. was Luke Cage was actually pretty good. Luke Cage was a decent program. Uh, Cloak and Dagger might not. I don't know if Cloak and Dagger was on Netflix yeah, or it that was, was on Netflix. It was, so, yeah, but was it on Netflix? Or was it a freeform show? I feel like it Punisher. Might have been. Punisher was definitely Punisher Netflix. was good. Yep. Yeah. So so, so Punisher's pretty good, but I think. Again, I'm not by any means a Marvel expert. I'm new to this Marvel game, right? I think all the stuff coming to Disney Plus is part of this MCU where it is more recognized than some of those. Those, are, I feel like, are more fan favorites. Did no? you see some of the Marvel shows coming to Disney Plus? I'm going to say majority of them, you know, Hawkeye, WandaVision, um, Loki, all that stuff, they're they're recognizable characters for the MCU. But, so. So this is really you being introduced to Marvel by way of the Marvel films. All those characters were never fan favorite characters with the exception of Loki kind of had his niche, but like Hawkeye and, and Wanda 
no we're very much like at the fringes mm-hmm. of Marvel and we're largely introduced into the stories because those were the characters that there wasn't a weird rights thing with Fox that Correct. they had I to think be a bigger seen, part of the movie. Listen, I don't I don't I honestly don't disagree with you guys. I I do think that Disney is is obviously escalating that in, in benefit. So I, oh. I'm not really arguing here. I, I'm just trying to look at both sides of it. So, I don't so let's go to let's go to Drew's Sophie's choice with our next question. Which non-Star Wars Lucasfilm project are you most looking forward to? Uh, there's three that I, I kind of pulled out from the listing there. It was Willow, uh, Children of Blood and Bone, and Indiana Jones 5 for some unknown reason. Drew, where are you going? Listen, we all love a good Indiana Jones, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous about that. I'm very nervous. You guys came to the Crystal Skull fans? Uh, no, but you know what not I'm great. not nervous about? Not great. You know what I'm not nervous about? Willow. Well, why was right. you nervous about Willow? Why was you? Walt Davis. Walt Davis is back. Um, is that his name? Yeah, that's where his did name. he go? He's been around. It's not like he was dead. You're tough this week. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know what it is? Willow for me. It, oh my God, I'm like video game reference everywhere today. Yeah, it please. Always, it always brought me into like the Zelda somewhere. I, you know, it's it's Willow is just um, I don't know. It's like that childhood fantasy that I enjoyed. It's like the never ending story, but Willow. Exactly. I, I don't know if that even makes sense. Jordana, <laughs> what about you? I'm actually picking Indiana Jones five because. Oh, thank God you weren't picking Willow. I don't know if I could take any more of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm gonna give it a chance. We're gonna hope that it's. Okay. Can we agree that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull equals Jurassic Park 3, Tim? Yeah, it's not good. It would be better <laughs> if it did not have Indiana Jones IP attached to it. It would be. It would be a great adventure movie if it was not Indiana Jones. Well, let's be fair. Who would have seen it if it didn't have Indiana Jones tied to it? That's true. Who, well, who that's... would have seen Jurassic Park 3 if it wasn't called Jurassic Park 3? And, like and I'm the biggest proponent of Jurassic Park 3 if it wasn't called Jurassic Park 3 it was an entertaining I... movie. Is that the one that ends? Not Jurassic Park, the Indiana Jones, with the aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fucking terrible. Film. That's terrible. Let's yeah, it's out. not a great film. Not, not that Bruce work. Thanks for refreshing my memory for that one. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's in it as Mutt. Yeah, yeah I mean, not, a great, not a great week for Shia LaBeouf. Uh, but no, not a great week for him at all. No, no. I mean, let's be honest. Week. Not not a great few years. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> true. He's gone off the rails. Hey, even Stevens is a good program. It's on Disney Plus. It is. <laughs> Reboot. Great to bring us back on track. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Uh, Tim, where are you going with this, or uh, do you not even care? No, no, I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna sweep the rug, I guess, out from under you. Uh, by far, Children of Blood and Bone. Yeah, easily, um, Tim. I, yeah, I don't know if they know what they're together, missing. Yeah. But yeah, totally. Yeah. A super award-winning book, very yeah. ambitious, uh, big smash hit in the young adult space, yeah. and uh, a lot of these young adult books. Uh, recently that have been very popular, Harry Potter, uh, Hunger Games and stuff. This is a, a much better voice than, you know, it, it, it's, it's an African-American woman, uh, you know, black voices that really need to be amplified telling a story from that culture in a, in a really unique way. So I, I'm very much looking uh, forward to Tim, this. this may not be the only time we reference um, certain cultures getting represented on Disney Plus in the near future, because I think there's an animated series coming out that we're both looking forward to as well. So, yeah, I also picked Children of, of Blood and Bone. It's it's fantastic. I, I'm looking forward to it. Until to see. Willow comes out. 
No, no, I, I don't yeah, care. I don't really care either. <laughs> we'll be so, doing a, I'll be doing a mini series just like the Marvel on Willow. So, so what Star Wars content, film or series, are we most looking forward to? Uh, Jordana, let's clear the decks with you. You hate Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I don't I understand. You just don't have any interest. Have you ever watched them say not for me? Or you just don't care about space? I mean, what what is it that just turns you off? So part of the reason, okay, my mom is a huge Star Wars fan. And I remember she used to drag me to all the movies, like, when it came out when I was younger and stuff. And she used to make me watch them all the time. And okay. I just, I, I don't know, like, maybe because she was so into it, like, I'm just against it. But... I never, I haven't watched them since I was young. Like I haven't given them another chance, which I should because I love what they did with with Galaxy's Edge. I love, you know, what they did with the merchandise and stuff like that. So I don't know. You kind of like how you did your Marvel thing. I should mm. probably start from Star Wars one. Or a lot five. less if you're just watching the films. A lot less. That's the difference. yeah. But then now you add all these series. I'm gonna be sitting on my couch for three days. Don't you, you can't you can't do it. Just watch the nine <laughs> films and be be done. <laughs> exactly. So Drew, I know you're a sucker for certain Jedi. Yeah. In our in our conversations and being as uh, readily accessible as we are to one another. Where, where are you leaning with this one? Yeah, I, I'm going with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I mean, that's been around, or the rumor was around forever, and now you know, now it's kind of t- tuition here. Um, I'm a sucker for that time frame, I guess, of, of the Star Wars saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they say that there'll be a lot of interactions between him and Darth Vader, which I think is cool. Uh, I'm trying to relive a lot of those days, and it's, um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see what they do with this. Now, I believe this takes place um, before, between episodes three and four, like 10 years after episode three. So it's before the fourth, um, which is really the original fourth episode. So it's really before he meets Luke and that whole thing and just trying to, you know, Obi-Wan as a Jedi. And we don't really know, or at least I don't, because I'm not, you know, one of the canon book readers or other thousand TV shows out there, but I thought it'd be fun. So, I don't discount Obi-Wan Kenobi being a good series. I don't. I think it'll be good. I I have some issues based on how it runs up against A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And because because in A New Hope, it's such an iconic moment when they have their lightsaber duel. And it sure. means something because they haven't interacted in, in allegedly a significant amount of time. And again, similar to you, I don't necessarily read all of the books. I have read some of the books. So maybe there's chance meetings here and there that I don't necessarily know about, but the whole selling point of a new hope when Kenobi starts, you know, taking uh, kind of training Luke in the force a little bit and and they meet Darth Vader. It just, it, there's an iconic moment in that movie where they haven't seen each other. They're old foes and they haven't seen each other in a very long time. So I I worry that that might be taken away, but maybe not. I mean, you can, you can enjoy it yourself. Go ahead, Drew. No, I, I same thing. I mean, Marvel's doing this, even even all Star Wars, right? With the the Clone Wars series and Rebels, and even the Mandalorian. Now, you're you're now filling gaps and storylines of movies we've known forever, right? Which which starts getting confusing for the well, hierarchy. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it in a second, probably next in next question. But you know, you look at like WandaVision, you're like, I don't I don't understand that. You know, I don't understand WandaVision mm-hmm. because. It, how is that possible? Because in the movie, something else happens. You know, is it an alternate universe? Is it is it the what well, if? You again, know, it, well, it, so is it, 
Well, I think me and you had that conversation at lunch today, talking yeah. about the, the various multiverses in Marvel. But and that's kind point, of what they're doing there. And, and correct, and to your point here, you know, that moment in A New Hope where Obi fights Darth Vader, it's a very, like, build-up, like... Yeah. And now you're saying, oh, this happened a dozen times before this. No right. big and deal. Maybe, they just... You know what, Drew? Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't be that I way, don't know. But You don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know until we see what they do with it. But you definitely question all these new things. Now, it's for the fans. They want it. It develops the saga. But at the same time, what does it do to the original saga? Hey, you know, maybe we have to just move on and say that's in the past. Let's just have fun with it. But we'll see. I got a lot of problems with Star Wars fans we'll get into later on. But I got a okay. lot of problems with you people. And you're going to hear about it. It's like Festivus all over again. Tim, of the, the uh, biggest Star Wars fan on the panel here tonight, where are you going? Andor, not close. Rogue One uh, delivers on a lot of promises for me for Star Wars. I think uh, over the years it's become my second favorite after Empire. Uh, it, it, it really tells the nitty gritty story of the sacrifices that the, the, the rebels had to make to fight the Galactic Civil War and that it wasn't all this this white knight heroism, that it was down and dirty and really morally ambiguous. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is is the rebels were militant left-wing terrorists fighting against fascism at at, at a ambiguous morality. And and Andor, Cassie and Andor really exemplifies that. So I'm very excited. I hope it's super, super adult, even more so than The Mandalorian. And, and they really deliver on that promise of, of this guy who, who's killed a lot of people for a cause that he believes is right, even if he doesn't believe what he's doing is necessarily right at the time. Listen, I'm all in if you can promise me more K2SO. I'm all in. Yeah, that, that uh, is my favorite Star Wars droid. Him and he, Chopper. He yeah. is in it, just a matter of how much. Yeah. That's all we need to so, know. Uh, for me, it's Rangers of the New Republic. And the reason I, I, I go there is because we could have easily taken the low-hanging fruit of the Osaka Tano series coming out, which will be kind of intertwined a little bit with the Mandalorian in, in some way, shape, or form. Rangers of the New Republic is also going to fit into that puzzle as well. So the three of those series will kind of tell one story at different yep. points or at different places during the same time frame. And I'm just really excited about a Take a Waititi um, <laughs> uh, Star Wars film. Uh, he's, yeah. I know you're a big fan of um, uh, Love and Thunder. No, I'm sorry, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Looking forward. I, and, of, yeah. Amazing. And amazing. He's a director there. He also has done Jojo Rabbit, among other things that are just. He's a really fun filmmaker. He's actually directed some of the Mandalorian episodes too. So yep. I, I'm looking forward to to his yeah. film. So, but that's one of those to Jordana's point earlier that that's like 2024 mm. down the road. Like that's not really even in production yet. So that's yeah, kind of one all... of those. Some of them ideas, some of them are unscripted, some are yep. scripted. But, but I just yep. want to mention, you know, some of these other Star Wars. We don't have to talk yeah. about them, but, mm-hmm. you know, obviously um, we have Star Wars, The Bad Batch. We don't really that looks about. solid, too. It does. Solid. Uh, Visions, which I don't think I really know much about at all. Right. Um, Lando. Now, Lando is one that I talked about earlier. Like, I just did. We need it. You yeah, know, he's, sure. a, he's, a, he's a cult icon. That's fan service yeah. right there. Now. The droid story, I feel like that's something, you know, you know, my kids and your kids, Bob, get into, which is just a pretty much a cartoon series about CP3PO and R2-D2 and how they kind of met and new people they meet along the way. That seems fun. Yeah, no, I, I think that despite Jordana's apprehension about it, I think the Star Wars content is solid if it all gets off the ground. It's a lot. It is a it lot is. of Star Wars content. Some Ten would say series, too much. Right? Yes. Ten series. 
not to mention two feature films. Yeah, you just missed out. When, when you got up to, to, to grab what you needed to grab there, um, I'm very much looking forward to the Taika Waititi Star Wars film. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, and I, we're going to wait. It's going to be a few years, but I'm excited for that. And Rangers of the New Republic, I'm looking forward to that, how it kind of ties into to the other series as well. So, I, again, I think the Star Wars content, despite my apprehension about the Star Wars fans having the slightest problem with it and then going scorched earth on message boards, I, I just think it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. Um, and I think, Jordana, you really should give it a chance. I think Sal would really appreciate it if his mommy watched Star Wars with him. I agree. I'll give it a couple of years. Once All right, that's fair. <laughs> and, and if you wanted to jump on the Mandalorian train, Jordana, you can't jump on that. You, I You'll follow it fine. You don't need to know all the yeah, other Yeah, so so actually, Jordan, it makes you feel better. Megan has watched the entire series with me. Oh, okay. She, she would just assume spitting Star Wars Eye if it walked in the door as a person. So Which, Side note, we talked about this, that um, me and Guy are big fans of Bill Burr, and I know that he plays a big part. Yeah, Bill Burr was excellent in the last week, last week's episode. He, he was. was. So. I love a good Bill Burr movie, yep. show, series. Episode. Very tough like podcast. Bill Burr. Whatever. Yeah, I, wherever Bill Burr is, I want to be there. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> very exciting. We're moving from Star Wars to Drew's favorite thing in the world, Marvel. Uh, which one of the Marvel TV series are, are you guys most looking forward to? I'm gonna go first here, just because I haven't really gone first today. Why not? I'm gonna go Secret Invasion oh, with the yes. Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn uh, as the the crawl from Captain Marvel cameo, and he he uh he was in something else with them too. Spider Man. He had a cameo in Spider Man Far From Home, I believe too. I'd, I'd have to. I, I think he was there, but I'm excited. Secret Invasion was like an eight an eight um book issue. comic issue yeah eight issue comic run kind of a separate little with the crawls looks fantastic I, it I looks think, good and anything with samuel jackson's nick fury i i am i am here for that so drew what about you here in marvel uh i don't know she hulk uh, surprised I mean, by that but yeah, that's a good pick i don't really have an answer why i mean yeah obviously uh who doesn't like the hulk and and i think this seems a little interesting i mean i think she's a lawyer so i think it's going to be interesting to see uh you know she, she's a uh, by day lawyer and by night she-Hulk. I mean, yeah, so I'm excited that. to get some more Tim Roth as Abomination. Because I think yes. he was really one of the high points of the Incredible Hulk film that we'll talk yeah. about in a little But I, I did ask, which I started earlier, and I need to understand from, from you or Tim, explain this to me. Wanda you need from Tim, not from me. I can't really answer right, it so, either. So, so WandaVision, Jordan, if you ever going to watch Cover Your Ears, it's not really that big of a deal. No, that's fine. You can Don't cover your ears. Vision and Wanda fall in love late in the MCU series, right? Let's say. Vision dies. So where where do they have time to? So in comic books, in comic books, you run out of like stories to tell in one linear timeline. So since like the beginning, they have invented alternative universes, and basically in Marvel, all those alternative universes are ordered and numbered. So this might happen on Earth three and this other thing might happen on earth six and that's kind of how comic books reconcile these timelines and then you get to do big crossover events where you have you know the miles morales spider-man the spider-man from enter the spider-verse and Ah, the peter parker spider-man and they cross over which actually is what spider-verse is about is a bunch of different spider-man universes crossing over with each other so that is basically I believe how WandaVision fits into the timeline. I'm not we'll find out in a few sure. weeks. 
because vision is like super super powerful um so it could also be like a pocket universe thing where the the time has dilated for them to live a life together but it's actually happening in a very short amount of actual time i mean you don't you don't mean my hate for certain marvel characters these two are top of that hate list but i'll probably don't understand your hate for vision but yeah. Or Scarlet Witch, for that matter. I, I really don't know your I problem. I think she's just in the super, film. super, super powerful characters, which is so why they had to underutilize him. them. Yeah, low-key, Tim. This is the thing with those two characters specifically. They conceivably are two of, if not the two most powerful, quote-unquote, Avengers that appeared in the cinematic universe in terms yeah, of just that. Yeah. pure power. But they were, like Tim said, underutilized. Uh, Tim, I... I don't want to go to you yet because I think there's a discussion to be had about what you want to talk about. And there's some confusion on Discord. There's some confusion on Discord about... (laughs) So, Jordana, where are you going to go? And I I know where you're going. I'm very excited about it myself. So, I am pretty excited for... I'm pretty sure they're going to be shorts, but um, but I am group. And the reason I'm excited about this, because if you think before... Baby Yoda, everybody was obsessed with Groot. And, like, I'm excited to see him kind of come back as far as merchandise goes and people kind of talk about him in the Disney groups and stuff like that. Um, but I always thought he was cute, so. Yeah, so I think it's going to be very similar. Like, Forky asked a question for me. Right. I think these are going to be shorts. There's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The kids will love him. And I think he is his, he is Baby Groot, correct? He's That's what he's coming back as for this mm-hmm. short series, this short form uh, Marvel Entertainment. Um, Tim, I'm excited about the series you want to talk about. Drew is kind of excited about the series that you want to talk about. Well, yeah, yeah I, 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 I get it. I get this one. I want the visit. I don't get. So there was some discussion over in Discord through a few, a few of our members that that hang out with us there that are Patreon subscribers and and friends of the show that we've given access to. That there was some discussion about Tim. You can take it away from here. I, what if? I mean, yeah. I've been excited. This was announced with Disney Plus's announcement. I've been waiting for with bated breath. I think this is awesome. I like the idea of exploring what could happen. And I understand that there was a bunch of one-offs and trades of what if that have happened throughout the years with Marvel. And you could tell a certain nuanced story with small changes in a medium like a comic book. But I think with what Disney's teasing, where it's going to be these big, crazy changes... Uh, like, what if T'Challa was in charge of the Guardians of the Galaxy because of Amazing. a series of events? Yep. It, I think that's really cool. I want to yeah. see how I wacky like and too. wild and out there they can get because they only have to get 22 minutes of content out of these. Correct. So you're not trying to mine some kind of a rich vein. You could set up a wacky scenario and resolve it in 22 minutes, and it could be off the wall, and it's a cartoon. So I think it's going to be great. Animation, super excited for it. Animation looks awesome. It's it's very like kind of a, a cel-shaded, awesome-looking graphic. I think yeah. that looks really good. It looks really well done. So similar um, vein here. Go ahead, Drew. No, no, no. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. I was just going to I was going to mention some of the other ones, but all no, you. they can they can go to the Ohana and and read the list there. We've got a few more of these to get through. They can they can go to the Ohana There's and read hundreds our hundreds of Marvel content. So, <laughs> so um, which Marvel film are you guys most looking forward to, Jordana? What are you most looking forward to with the Marvel film? Um, I am most looking forward to Black Widow. Um. 
I think I just from the trailers. I only I, I'm going to be honest. I only watched a couple of them because there's so much going on with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but Black Widow just seems like a badass. Just oh, she oh. is. Yeah, she she's. I'm here for Black Widow. That is <laughs> um, I will tell you that for me, I'm going Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and and Blade. If we ever get the new Blade movie, I'm very excited about that. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for me. Um, I just I love Doctor Strange. I, I think I talked about that on the top twenty Marvel characters we did. That I was the uh, the gatekeeper of of Doctor Strange fandom on the show. Uh, but Drew and Tim remarkably do agree, and I don't disagree with their pick. But I'll let you guys talk about Tim. Go ahead. Not, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Taiki Waititi's uh, Thor film is easily, in my opinion, the best of the MCU films, and Agreed. super excited to see more. Love everything about it, from the visual style to the writing to the acting, everything. So can't wait to see a direct sequel to that. 100% agree. The, the, what you said, there's really not much else to add. I mean, Ragnarok is by far, I think, probably the best MCU film. Standalone film without, you know, on its own. And that's yeah, the thing. And that, it's, it's a standalone and, and, and film. And we're getting more Natalie Portman. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Well, I'm moving into Jordana's wheelhouse of Pixar content. Uh, let's take a look here at... Some very odd uh, mm. goings on, going ons in in the Pixar world here. Um, we we kind of combine this into film or show that you're most looking forward to. So, uh, Jordana, what film or show that Pixar kind of talked about at this investor call are you most looking forward to? Now, I don't know if I'm most looking forward to it, but I'm most interested in yeah, it. You in just fact- wanted to start mine and Tim's fight about this being solo. <laughs> Yes. Um, the Lightyear series uh, coming out. And I'm interested in it because I i don't know if you guys heard Chris Evans is going to be playing mm. Buzz Lightyear. Well, he's going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear. Voicing, excuse me. Oh, they're not doing motion capture. It's not live action. <laughs> but so, and it, it, they didn't really release too much information on it, which kind of lead you to wonder what's actually kind of going on um but just the movie poster that they showed was uh a little intense <laughs> which led to a fairly intense conversation between tim and myself about Lightyear being solo it's of not. the it's... of the toy story universe and then uh tim basically hit me with the it's rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead so uh, Tim, it's fair. Lightyear looks entertaining. I, I get the concept. It's fun. It's kind of a an IP within an IP, which is yes. Drew's favorite right. type of thing. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's similar to like a Woody's Roundup, but for Buzz Lightyear type thing. Tim, is that am I explaining that correctly this time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the story of the man. It is mm-hmm. literally how Disney yeah. has described it. It yeah. seems to me that you are not the only one who's confused about Bub. So I will give you that. Uh, this is also my most excited Pixar project. Not surprising. I think it's really cool that they're, we're going to get the in Andy's world story of, of the thing that inspired the toy that inspired a generation of film fans and one of Tim Allen's best roles. So basically we're saying that Lightyear in this film was like Neil Armstrong. They made an action figure out of him. Yes. And then yep. that action figure became into a fictional animated film. This is mind-blowing stuff. Mind-blowing stuff. The only Pixar could give you. Drew, what about you? Uh, I, I, you know, I just want to say first, this is this is new to us. Pixar has released. They're coming out with 
TV, well, Disney Plus shows, series. It's something they never really branched out or, or done, right? Pixar has always been known for feature-length films where they do those little holiday special shorts that we've, we've gone to see with, for example, the Toy Story ones, right? There's a ton of the Toy Story terror, the, the you know, the fast food place, et cetera, et cetera. So they're branching out into a bunch of series now, right, which is going to be very interesting, right? I think they're doing an, an uh, up one based on Doug. Yeah, um, Doug, like, shorts, yep. Yep, they're doing the, the Monsters, Inc. one. Um, they're doing – but what, what, one that really grabbed my interest was Cars, um, because you know me and I'm a sucker for Lightning McQueen. And it's pretty much just him and Mater on road trip across the country, and they're going to come across uh, some new characters, go to some certain destinations, and just trying to – I'm in, I'm intrigued to see. I'm, 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 I'm all in for that. Absolutely. You're here for Cars. And that's I'm here for Cars. Matters. Fall for 2022. Without John Lasseter. Without without John Lasseter. That's okay. I don't know. I mean, he's the one that made the three movies. They're pretty eh. good. Well, two. Two were good. One and three were good. Two was not. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, what about you, Bob? I'm here for turning red. If yes. only because I, I like I like the red panda. I, I, just, I, I mean, it's the concept of the film any good? I don't know. I, uh, she, she gets nervous. She turns into a red panda, the, the main character. You know, I, it... it but it seems completely like a Pixar movie to me. I it's agree. I want original Pixar stories, and I know people will argue that Lightyear is an original Pixar story, but it somehow, some way, is just basically another Toy Story movie, even though it isn't. I want to get away from getting a Monsters, Inc. 5, a Toy Story 12. I, I want original content, and I'm excited that we are getting um, an original film from Pixar. I will say the the provenance is there for Turning Red. It is the Academy Award winning creator of Bao. Yep. Yep. So. So certainly, and Bao was a short that we love on this show. Top five, I, I think it was. Yep. yep. So uh, we got some tricky wording here with this one. Which Disney Television Studios show are you most looking forward to? Uh, Drew, what about you? Well, since you other guys stole my thunder here, I'm gonna have to go with. An all-time classic. That's right, folks. The Mighty Ducks Game Changer. Milo Estevez is back to replays as Gordon, um, I mean, Bombay and uh, Gordon Bombay. And uh, yeah, I, I forget too much about what this one's about, but he's back as a coach. I don't think any of the original cast is in there besides him. But you never know. Maybe you'll see a little Charlie Conway or somebody show up. Um, and um, I mean, I'm excited. Is it going to be good? Probably not. But um, it will be it will be fun. It will, it will be fun. It'll bring my now. But they didn't talk about this. But remember, fresh my memory, mm-hmm. there was supposedly supposed to be a Sandlot TV show coming back as well. Uh, I don't really know the story about that one, but we haven't heard much about that in a while. I wonder if that was one thing that got scrapped or still still. No, in the we can only booth. hope. Let's keep the Sandlot where it belongs. Well, they should have did that Classic. after the second one, or didn't they make a third one too? They should have done it after the first one. There should That's never have been a sequel to the That's same one. That's what I'm line, saying. So, yep. right. thank you for rephrasing that. What What yes. about you guys? Um, Jordan, I think we both agree. Uh, a Luke Evans, Josh Gad prequel oh. series to the Beauty and the Beast live action film is something that we're both on board for. Luke Evans, Drew has a Drew, Drew loves oh, Luke yeah. Evans in that film, and I think we all love Josh Gad in As pretty Bob much everything. Would say, does, so. If Phil Collins dies, um. Luke Evans is strictly right there behind him. I, I don't think I've ever asked Phil Collins to die. I like Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
yes, die this week. But well, we've had quite a few people that we have questioned whether they would make it the full the full week. Uh, Beauty and the Beast <laughs> prequel series, though, I'm excited. It kind of reunites some of the main players from the Beauty and the Beast live action film. So I'm looking forward to that. And Jordana, if you have anything to add, you can. Just that they make that live action film. They, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that is part of the reason that it didn't totally, I mean, it was a good film, but it didn't totally yeah. crash and burn because of their acting. in it. I think so yeah. I'm just excited that they're getting their own thing and I'm excited to see like the comedy of it and stuff like that. So. And check out uh, Luke Evans in the Hobbit. He also carried a lot of that movie. Uh, someone said he carried the entire movie. Someday. All right. So Walt Disney Studios also giving us some live skip, action skip to me. films. Oh, skip you know, Tim. oh, Tim. I'm sorry, Tim. Yo, Tim. You're, yeah, Tim. You're a Mighty Ducks fan. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm also I'm honestly excited for the Swiss Family Robinson reboot. Yeah, that got good. announced out yeah, of nowhere. That. Hopefully, that's a throwback to the classic Disney live action shows that really Walt was behind. Just another reason for them to keep the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse open in Adventureland. I agree. For, what else are they going to do with it? Uh, make a Tarzan treehouse? It's a big piece of land. Anyway, Hello. moving on. The Which live-action film are we most looking forward to? So those were live-action series. This is live-action film from the Walt Disney Studios. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted with Amy Adams. I'm looking forward to that movie. I love Enchanted. I think it's criminally underappreciated and underrated, and I'm excited not for the Disenchanted. Not service right now. I don't believe it, it's not right. I think so there's hopefully some. Hopefully, this means they'll out. figure out how to get it on there. Yeah, right. but is Disenchanted. Is coming back? Hmm? Is McDreamy coming back? Ooh, McDreamy. God, there we go. Drew's also a big fan. So, see, so if Phil Collins unfortunately meets his doom, you don't and know who McDreamy is. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Grey's yeah, Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Um, I stopped watching when he died. Oh, come on. You're one of those people. I, no. I am. So but if Luke crazy. Evans doesn't make it, and if Phil Collins doesn't make it, Patrick Dempsey's your guy? Patrick Dempsey. Nah, I just, I, he's top 10. Top 10. That's great to know. That's good to know. Uh, well, uh, I have a right. top 10 guys list. I don't know. So I'm going Disenchanted. Uh, Tim, interesting, because I almost went the way you went, but uh, you're looking forward to something that... I think surprises a lot of people. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Chris Paul and Giannis documentaries, feature length yeah. documentaries that they're making. Super, yeah. super, super excited as a basketball fan for those. Yeah, I think the Chris Paul one's going to be good. I, I mean, honestly, whatever Giannis or Giannis, fine. But I, I'm looking forward to the Chris Paul one myself. So, uh, Drew, to no surprise, knowing you and and your lovely wife, that you clearly Andy Samberg has to be in your top ten as well. Uh. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm going with Chippendale Rescue Rangers um, hybrid live action. Right. My guess is this has got to be something almost like the, the way they do the new Chipmunk movies. Right. Where, where they're maybe animated, voiced by the uh, Andy Samberg and then in a live action world. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but I'd be remiss not to at least mention my love for Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, which, again, Jude Law's Captain Hooch. I, I think that looks that looks fun. And then Pinocchio, um, I just have to mention that as well with, with Tom Hanks being in there and and, and Rob, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I was surprised when they announced that was going straight to streaming. I thought that might have a chance to end up in theaters. Yeah. That, with, that, with Hanks and Zemeckis. I was surprised. I'm really shocked about that. Uh, we'll I, see. I, I, Again, never I, say yeah. never. Plans could change. 
Yep. And then of course we 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 got the 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 secured the rumor long rumor of Hocus Pocus two, which will be my guess. I don't think there was a date. Is that like that's Halloween or the? No, it's this. Yeah, well, a year, one year from now. Yep. Oh, so they're not gonna release it in whatever they did last time, like July or whatever. Maybe we can get one of the cast members on to come on and talk about it. Do you know anybody? I don't. I don't know anybody. No. Sorry. Too soon? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Jordana, you also, I think, are looking forward to Chip and Dale. As yeah, well. I am. I'm pretty excited. I think they don't. I think they're such big characters in the parks so that they don't get enough. But, but, yeah. True. Uh-huh. Big, but they're little. Cause they're <laughs> <laughs> little. They don't get enough love, I think, for feature films and stuff like that so they're kind of always like the side characters so i'm excited that they're up front and center in their own movie you know there's an animated series based on this live action show right called chip and dale rescue rangers you know that i do oh just wanted to make sure you know they also have their own show on disney now where they have like their whole short series with them too and they're actually main players in in mickey and the roadster racers i mean i they're pretty significant in all of those things. I only watch Puppy Dog Pals. I'm sorry. That's true. They do not show up in Puppy Dog Pals. Drew, what do you got? I, I mean, I have to mention one more person because this guy's in my top five. But Three Men and a Baby featuring Zac Efron. I mean, who doesn't love a good Zac Efron? I, mean, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that doesn't like a good Zac Efron. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, Jordana, right? You like Zac Efron. Who doesn't? She just hung us out there. She's like, no, you guys are weird. I'm done talking about this. <laughs> well, big fan. All right, That's, what do we got next, Bob? The Walt Disney Animated Series, which this is crazy to me because there's there's actually I, I think we should just you have Zootopia, you yeah, have you have Baymax. Baymax getting his own series, but, but now, they, they already, already have, have a Big one. Hero Six animated series. This is going to be spe- specifically about Baymax, I guess, which is weird. I don't know how you have that yeah, okay. series without them. But anyway, uh, Tiana's getting her own. Um, and Zootopia, Baymax. Tiana, there's four or five of them. Moana, Moana. Oh, Moana's getting her own. That I was for some reason I'm thinking Rapunzel. That, that deserves one. That deserves one. That'll be a good. Yeah. So those are the ones you would know that are getting their own series, and I think we're all kind of looking forward to every one of these. Uh, Drew, you I think are looking forward to Zootopia. I think we had had that. Yeah, conversation. I think I think Zootopia and Moana really work well with. <laughs> the mini stories you could tell in an episode of yep. Moana going on an adventure. And I think Zootopia could almost be, you know, I mean, she's, she's a detective essentially. She's a police officer. She, you know, they can, Judy Hopps can do anything. They could be a, uh, you could do a police detective. procedure yeah. with Judy Hopps. It could be great. It could be like Brooklyn nine, nine. It'd be, and they just did all the characters that can have that, that come and go throughout the series. Absolutely. Yeah. Zootopia. As long as I, DMV swaths are back. Ha! That's we're in flash, 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 hundred yard dash. Flash Jordana. I wanted to go Tiana. I didn't. I'm glad that you did because it gives me an opportunity to talk about it. But are you hopeful that this will allow Tiana to be the focal point, not a frog for two thirds of the movie? Right. And I and I just think she has a lot of story to tell mm-hmm. um, after she, you know, opened her restaurant and stuff like that. So I think that her story was not over. And I was hoping that if they didn't do some sort of series or something, that they were going to have a second movie of Princess and the Frog, just because, like I said, I don't think it's over. And also the fact that they're doing Tiana Takeover at Splash Mountain. Right. So Hashtag. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, was try- I thought you were doing a double T. Like, yeah, I don't know what she, what is, I was confused. Hashtag, hashtag. It's hashtag. A, okay. So, it's a universal no, no, no. sum of a hashtag, guys. Come no, on. No, it's not. 
right. Whatever you say, Buck. I think it is. I think um, it is. But, yeah, so I thought, like, just because, you know, they have that going on, too, they need to kind of bring her back besides the one movie. Now, do you think Dr. Facilier will be present in this series? I'm going to have to say no, unfortunately. I don't know. Uh, never I say think never. he has nothing to do with this. Never say never, but I think it's going to be more focused on her and, and Naveen and the restaurant. restaurant and, yeah, and yeah. storytelling. Which, like I, I'm here said. for that as well. I'm here for that as well. I, more Tiana, doesn't matter how to me, I'm excited for it regardless. So. Me too. Tim, I'm going to give you... So I want to give you the honor of discussing our most anticipated, because uh, one, you'll probably pronounce it better than I will, and I think you'll do it more justice. See, I was justice. hoping you'd go first for just that reason. <laughs> I am going to go with Iwaju. Yeah, sure. We're going to go with that. Yep, yeah. that sounds uh, right. It is a Nigerian word. Uh, so excited for this. It's a co-production between a Nigerian animation studio and Disney Walt Disney Animation. It's based on a Nigerian science fiction comic book. I'm a huge, huge science fiction fan. Uh, black science fiction and Afropunk specifically uh, is is a genre of science fiction that was systemically overlooked by the science fiction literature community for years and years, while simultaneously being some of the best science fiction written for like two decades. Uh, I know Disney's going to do a great job with this. It looks awesome. And um, yeah, super, super, super excited for this. Yeah, I agree, Tim. It looks great. The stills and stuff they showed are have been. It it, it looks very. The art impressive. style is breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, yep. it, it looks like utopian science fiction, which a lot mm. of the science fiction we've gotten recently has been like very, very dark and gloomy. And this looks bright and hopeful and and, and a beautiful future, kind of like the end of Black Panther, if you want yep. a uh, yeah, that's a, fair. An allegory. Yep, that's so. fair. I I'm I'm all in. It looks great looks just so so just other than andor i think this is my most anticipated thing from the investor call yeah well that's that's bold i like it i like that i like that i like that so we've got we got two more here let's uh we'll, we'll try to we'll try to touch on them quickly uh drew's favorite tile uh which national geographic slash hulu slash fx series are you most looking forward to i'll clear the decks handmaid's tale season four and five um i do have a promise out to my lovely wife to uh watch the se- the first three seasons with her oh, uh season four you. drops in the spring and season five will be sometime after that but i listen I, it's a it's one of those prestige shows that that tim referenced earlier it's 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 a cool story. I want to get into it because I don't know that I gave it a fair choice, a fair chance initially. So, uh, Jordana, for you, I believe you had one that surprised me a little bit. I was proud. I was proud of you for this one. <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, the this book club I'm in actually just we finished Nine Perfect Strangers a couple months ago, and the book was okay. Like, but I think, and I thought about this like while I was reading the book, like this would be a good movie. It mm-hmm. would be almost be a better movie than it was a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the cast that they have in this with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy, and like I just think that this has the opportunity to be big. So I'm excited, um, and I think that it's going to be. A great series. So, sidebar, before I let... Uh, yes, I can read. Before Drew and Tim discuss their finer points of, of Alien, which I'm very excited about. Where do you stand on Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula? I mean... I don't know. 
know, I think it's a more serious role than what we've seen from her. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously she's a mythical creature, so how serious can it really be? But she's supposed to be portraying a villain where she, usually she's this comedian. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think she I think she's a good pick. I think it's going to test how her acting is, and I think mm-hmm. you know her, her in the role will show what she can do as far as different roles. So where do you stand on the overall casting for The Little Mermaid? We didn't touch on it, but it caused a lot of division in our Discord feed earlier this week when they announced the entire cast. I feel like a lot of people are very pissed, and I just I just let it be. Let it. They were not here for it. In, in the grand old fashion of me overplaying my hand on the terms, uh, I'm here for that, uh, yes. they were not here for this casting. No. They were not. So very interesting. Uh, Tim, I see that Drew has deferred to you on Aliens, so take it away. Uh, yeah, Aliens on uh, the FX vertical on Hulu. It's going to be the first Aliens story set on Earth. It is going to be the earliest of the prequels, earlier than Prometheus. Uh, it is being directed by Noah Hawley, who is uh, Fargo and Legion. So he has a, a really strong pedigree, pedigree for these prestige TV type shows. Uh, Ridley Scott has signed off on it and will be advising. Uh, yeah, so I'm just super, super excited for this. Alien rules, aliens rule, um, and hopefully they'll do a good job introducing that uh, mythology uh, to, well, to, uh, to the, the audience. Yeah, Tim was I, obviously I, I, more prepared yeah. than I was, so um, touche. I, I agree. Let's watch some aliens. Yeah, I, I'm excited about Alien. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. So the last one here wasn't really a question. It was more of a we have two Walt Disney uh, Studios animated films coming out, uh, Encanto and Raya and the Last Dragon. Obviously, I think we all know Raya and the Last Dragon will be premiering on Disney Premiere, Disney Plus Premiere Access. Is that right? Does that sound right to everybody? Yes, that's the coming premiere access March fifth, second, fifth, right? In that first week of March, week of March, first week of March, it's coming. So um, it'll be premiere access. So just based on timelines, probably looking at maybe May-ish, Memorial Day, maybe sometime into June, that we'll get it on Disney Plus for real. If we follow that same three-month timeline from when we had uh, Mulan go from September to December, so uh, interesting there. It looks pretty good. And then Encanto comes out, um, I want to say, slated for theaters in November of 2021. Music done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It uh, takes place in Colombia, where a magical family lives in a magical home, except for Mariana, the daughter, who grows up as the only non-magical member in her family. Uh, For me, some of the stills reminded me a little bit of um, uh, Onward, a little bit. I mean, I don't know if the characters will be that way. And I will tell you that uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. I think they both look really yeah. good. Um, and anytime we get the animation, in fact, Encanto, I believe, will be the 60th. One of these is going to be the 60th animated feature that Disney's ever produced. Oh. And that's that's kind of a big deal. So um, to get 60 of those animated films together in some way, shape, or form is pretty cool. So I think, guys, if we have nothing else for that, Drew has a question ah. to put us all on the spot putting on the spot here of um disney plus has now been out for about over a year i'm gonna ask you three do you like the name or if you could would you change it 
into what? Pop, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think I explained myself earlier when I was breaking down what Disney Plus actually meant. It's the Disney Plus Pixar plus National Geographic plus Marvel plus Star Wars. I didn't like it at first. I didn't know what the hell it meant. It was weird. But I know everything else they've done, ESPN Plus and, and Hulu Plus. It's always been whatever plus. And I, I, I like the name. It, I don't know what else I would call it. So I'm going to go with Disney Plus is the right name for it, if only because, and we've said this before, especially the last few weeks, I feel like Disney Plus is just become a part of my second nature in life that it's just disney plus has always been here and it's only been a year but i i wouldn't change the name of it at this point jordana um i like the name i think i almost thought about like because i saw your question and i was thinking about it um throughout the episode and earlier in the episode you said disney network and i was like oh that kind of sounds good like but but then, like, I think back to, like, Cartoon Network, and I was like, oh, that's already kind of taken, you know? Um, so I, I think I agree with Bub. Keeping it Disney Plus just kind of makes sense. Okay. Tim? Uh, I actually like Disney Plus, uh, but to, to offer a, an alternative, I would say I, I could also see, like, Disney Access, maybe. Uh, okay. To kind of go with the idea of, like, Premier Access, Disney Access. But I, I, think, I, I think Disney Plus is good. It works. Yeah, I, I, and I don't hate it. I think what led me to this was, for whatever reason, I hate typing Disney Plus. When you're searching for something or whatever, it's like, I don't know. Should I spell it out? Should I put the plus signal? Does Google recognize it? I just feel like it's always a pain in the butt. Uh, but that's just me being a little greedy. Uh, all right. So, folks, there is a lot of stuff coming out to Disney Plus. Um Again, we only scratched the surface. Uh, like I said, there's over 80 episodes, films, movies, everything that was um, brought up to the attention at this this meeting. But you guys have any last words before we try to wrap up? Yeah, be no. safe, Ohana. Be safe. Have a nice holiday season, and we'll catch you in the and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, so that is gonna wrap up this week's episode of the bright future of Disney Plus. Feedback, questions, or comments, always send us an email to DisneyGuysUncensored at gmail.com. And remember to reach out to Ren Izzo from Disney Guys Uncensored and Travelmation, authorized Disney Vacation Planner. Um, so she can be reached at Jordana Izzo at Travelmation.net, and she can plan your magical, beautiful getaway. Not to just Disney folks, but that beautiful oasis wherever you would like to go um uh, we find on all social media facebook twitter instagram youtube head over to, uh, to youtube and sign up subscribe so we can get uh get entered into a nice contest have a little red bubble buy yourself something nice maybe a lampshade a handkerchief who knows but our logo will be on it that's right folks and lastly head over to patreon for as little as two dollars a month which is a full cup of coffee at starbucks quote me on that it's true just be sure you get a small plain nothing in it and you can get that um for two dollars a month come see us hang out on our discord where you can chat with bub and tim and argue about what if and the wonders of star wars lore it's all happening there folks so for two dollars a month it's there we hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the disney guys uncensored may walt disney world bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place.